let the church say amen. From the book of First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Chapter four. <laughs> this is one of those days when you're glad you have a an electronic Bible. <laughs> I'll give you a few extra seconds here. (laughs) First Thessalonians, Chapter Four. First Thessalonians, Chapter Four. We begin reading at verse 16. These are the words you find there. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. I want this homecoming celebration day. I want to talk about homecoming practice. This is really just a practice run. You do know that. It's homecoming, but we're just practicing. So I want to talk about homecoming. But I want to talk about this day, special day to us as a practice run. I just read a scripture. The scripture that I read, I know. Those of you who know the word of God and those who are familiar with this text, many are saying, isn't that a funeral sermon? (laughs) I know you. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Isn't that that a funeral sermon? But let me remind you that everything written in this book was written for for live folk. (laughs) Nothing in here was written for the dead. Everything that's written here is written for folk who can still hear, folk, folk who can hear. Part of our heritage, and a part of our culture, and especially here in the South, is what the church used to call, and many, some few still have it, but what the church used to call homecoming. Now, if you're really country, if you're from Jackson County, or if you're from somewhere like that, it was called Big Meeting. <laughs> Am I in the house? Anybody remember Big Meeting? Yeah, oh, yeah, got a few, got a few. 
but, but it was known this, that one day a year was called Big Meeting. And most churches only had church once a month anyway. But one time out of that year is what they call Big Meeting. Uh, better known to many as Homecoming Day. It, it has special meaning. and Please don't look for that in every church, in every culture. But it has special meaning in our culture and in our race because of that post-slavery period, that, that period after slavery when, when folk were leaving the South and they were heading to areas where they, they believed that they would have better opportunity. They left the South and they, they felt like they would be free from the ugly stains of, of, of racism. They, left the south and went west. They went north. They went everywhere trying to get away from the south. They, they, they thought they, they were trying to get away to better themselves and trying to get away from racism. And I guess we'll be debating until Jesus comes whether or not that worked. There's <laughs> uh, always a great debate going on as to who, those who stayed and those who left. We ain't going to work that out today. But, but, but one thing, one thing that was for sure, at least once a year, those from all over the nation, everywhere, that were not too bitter and who were not afraid would head back to south, head back south for what they call big meeting, head back south for homecoming, huh? I, if you if you allow me just the freedom to go back to Jackson County, go go back home, back back to our our country, back to Jackson County. I, I remember our cousins pouring in from New New York and New Orleans and and, and Chicago and Detroit and the, Ohio. Folk coming from everywhere. Those folk were coming. They would come in on homecoming day. And they were wearing these. Fur coats <laughs> in the middle of the summer. <laughs> they, they, they wear fur coats. And, and the first time I remember ever seeing Stacy Adams, <laughs> Stacy Adams boots, and they had all of this wonderful perfume. They won, it, it was just a wonderful experience when all those cousins and aunties and uncles showed up for homecoming. I, I can still hear those songs ringing through the trees back there at Spring, at Poplar Spring. And you can't say Poplar Springs. It had to be Poplar Spring. Poplar Spring Baptist Church. Now, right over in Jackson. I, I remember hearing the songs coming through the, the trees. People singing. You couldn't get in the church, but you hear them singing when all God's children get together. What a time. What a time, what a, am I on anybody's street? Oh, 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 it doesn't mean that much now. That was big meeting day, but it doesn't mean that much now because uh, we live in a different day. We live in a day now when you can jump in a car or get a flight and be anywhere in an hour. We got Facebook, we got Twitter, Snapchat. And that's all I know. I'm sure there's a whole lot. <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole lot of stuff that I don't know nothing about. But 
the bottom line is we stay in touch 24-7. We see each other. Whenever we get ready, just FaceTime, FaceTime. We see each other whenever we get ready. So it doesn't mean what it has. Man, I, we had an aunt. We had an aunt, Aunt Kate, stayed right over here in Scottsdale, right? About, about, about 10 miles away in Scottsdale. She stayed in Scottsdale. And that was about 50 miles from home. And we see Aunt Kate once a year. <laughs> we see her once a year. And that was on homecoming Sunday because we would meet her at Poplar Spring in Jackson County. And then she would ride back to Gainesville with us and spend a few days. And, and, and then she would catch the train and come back to Scottsdale. You would have thought, brothers and sisters, you would have thought, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that she had come she only came from Scottsdale, but you really would have thought that she came from Spain. <laughs> we didn't say, I'm trying to show you something. We, we have come to look forward to seeing friends and loved ones who have come through Salem and still here at Salem. We celebrate homecoming because they, they are those who've been through here. We're just looking to see somebody who has been here before and we'll say, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll celebrate the fact that God has kept us alive. It's always one of my favorite times of year, but over time, the celebration has changed. Now we come together. It is air conditioned. <laughs> air conditioned sanctuary. We're going to have dinner later on in an air conditioned hall, sit down and feast in a building with, Come, commemorates all of our history in that nice air-conditioned building, but it wasn't but just a few years ago. And some of y'all remember, some of y'all, I remember. It wasn't but just a few years ago that we were outside. We were out there eating under the trees, out of the trunk of cars, where food been sitting in the sun. All morning, it's just by God's grace all of us ain't dead up in here. It's, it's just by God's grace all of us ain't dead. But what a time, what a time. What a time. But, but have to be honest. Have to be honest. Even in the midst of this annual celebration, this wonderful fellowship, it's difficult not to feel a tinge of sadness. And the reason why we fellowship, it's wonderful, but we can't help but notice that over years there are some faces missing. Somehow, we don't like to talk about it. We try to go on, press our way, thank God for that. But the truth of the matter is, there's a little sadness in and, and hearts, especially over these last few years here at Salem, we, we seem like we've just seem like death has just invaded our ranks. So, so we can't ignore that. There's a sense of sadness that, that sort of creeps on us when you look around and faces that used to be here, they are no longer around. But, but, but the Lord told me today, He said, I want you to use this day to lift somebody's spirits. I want you to use this day to remind my people about the significance of the real homecoming day. 
I want, I want you to help them understand. Yeah, this is just a sort of a little get-together practice here. But I, 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 I want to tell you about the real homecoming day. Those folks that we're missing up in here today, you better know they'll be there. They'll, they'll be there. That will, when all of God's children remind us that we are just practicing, practicing for that great reunion when we all get together, those who have gone on before us and those who are still here. So I've come to realize that our little homecoming down here really just a practice run. So. I need to show it to you right here in, in the Word. We go to Word. We'll be through in a moment. First Thessalonians 4, 13. Look at 13. 13 starts out like this. It says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Why? So that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. This is Paul writing. Paul says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. There's your reunion right there. There's your reunion right, right there. Wherefore, he says, comfort one another. That's what I'm doing. Comfort one another with these words. Paul is writing here a second letter to this church at Thessalonica, he's writing this letter. He's writing to a people, get this now, a people who were feeling some of what some of us are feeling up in here, some, a little sadness. They, they are celebrating, but at the same time, they're feeling a tinge of sadness because some faces were missing. And after, after staying there in Thessalonica for a while, they, yeah, 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 they, yeah, Paul had been there for a while and been there for some months, and then he left. He left and, and, and returned to Athens, and then he went to Corinth, and he was continuing his missionary work. And, and, and while it, it was while Paul had, had started this ministry and he had left that a misunderstanding arose. The people there at Thessalonica, they were upset. The people were upset, and they were struggling with what Paul had taught them about the day of the Lord. They were struggling with this day of the Lord because they didn't, had not fully understood Paul's teaching concerning the second coming of Jesus. They, they really had not quite fully understood that day of the Lord when Jesus would return. While, while he was away, while Paul had taught them about Jesus, the resurrection and how he got up early Sunday morning, he taught them that, but while he was away, there were some people who died. And now, there was a great concern about this day of the Lord that Paul had talked about. There was a great concern about the day 
that day that Paul said Jesus was going to step on a cloud and come back to gather his own. And, and now the problem is this. Paul taught them that. They believed that, but now they are being mocked by non-believers. They are being mocked. They, they are being mocked because Paul taught them that and left. And now they are saying to the Christians, to those new, new Christians, they are saying, you have put all of your faith in this crazy Paul. You put all your faith in this Paul and this Jesus that he was talking about. Now Paul is gone on about his business. And, and, and your loved ones, uh, some of them have laid down and died. Are y'all hearing me? So, so, so now they are confused because they are being mocked because folk have died. And people are picking at them because they, 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 yeah, yeah, they, 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 they were still believing what Paul said. So now the concern with them is what's going to happen to those folk who already died? Paul already, he told us what was going to happen. He told us that, that Jesus was coming back. But, but what about those who are already gone? We know and believe that Jesus is coming back for us. But what about those who have died? Did, did, did they miss out? Did they miss out? What, what, what happened? What's going to happen to them? Did they die too soon? What's going to happen to them? Would, would they be lost because they did not live long enough to see Jesus return? Tell you the mistake they made. The mistake they made was as Paul taught, they made the assumption that Jesus was coming back in their lifetime. They, made, they, they just thought Paul was teaching that. They just figured a few days. Jesus is coming back, but it didn't happen like that. As a matter of fact, we are still waiting. Y'all ain't hearing me. As a matter of fact, you and I right now, we are still waiting on him to return. But as a result of their assumption, as a result of their assumption, whenever somebody died, they cried. And they were sorrowful exceedingly because they thought, that their loved ones had missed out on the return of Jesus. They cried because they, they felt like they had missed out on that day when Jesus was going to come back to gather his own. Paul got word of what was going on. Paul got word that they were, they were being mocked and that they were being picked at. And so he wrote this letter to the Thessalonians. He wrote this letter in, in response. And what he wrote to them, he wrote this letter and what he said to them, he said, now, I'm hearing what's going on. I know that you have been persecuted. I know you've been mocked, but I would not have you ignorant concerning those which are, watch this word, asleep. <laughs> y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. But Paul didn't use the word dead. <laughs> Paul said, I would not have you ignorant concerning those which are asleep. Are y'all hearing me? I don't have to tell you this, but there's a difference between being dead and being asleep. Uh, the truth is, when you go to sleep, you expect, <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. <laughs> yeah, when you go to sleep, you go to sleep with the expectation of waking up again. Paul didn't call it death. He called it sleep. 
English Standard Version, I like the, the way it said. It said, I don't want y'all to be uninformed. I don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. And the reason I don't want you to be uninformed, look at 13, because I don't want you sorrowing like those who have no hope. Are y'all hear me? Get this now. And please hear this because folk get this wrong all the time. Don't cry, don't cry. Paul didn't say don't cry. He said don't cry like folk who ain't got no hope. Are y'all hearing me? Not, not don't cry. Just don't cry like folk who ain't got no hope. Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed because if you are uninformed, get this, you will cry just like folk who are lost. Y'all ain't hearing this, y'all. If you are not informed, you'll come in here falling out, hollering. Are y'all hearing me? Paul here lets us know that there is no difference between the cry of a sinner and the cry of an uninformed Christian. I just said something right there. There's no difference in the cry of a sinner and the cry of an uninformed Christian. They both cry, the uninformed and the informed, but there ought to be a difference in what you're crying about. Oh, y'all hearing me? But, but, but he's answered. If you have information, if you have been informed, then your cry is different because you are crying with hope. I'm trying to help somebody up in here. You ever seen people? You ever seen people? And you've seen it, all have seen it. You ever seen people screaming and hollering, falling out? You got to drag them in and out of church. Yeah, they're, they're falling out like, like, like they they look at this like they're watching a horror movie. And let me tell you something, let me tell you something. If you're not saved, this is a horror movie. If you don't know who Jesus is, you need to be falling out. You, yeah, it is, is a horror movie. It's a, yeah, it's a horror movie if you don't know the Lord. But... If you know and believe the promise from the word of God, oh yes, you're still going to shed a tear. Oh yes, you still cry. But the difference is you cry, as Paul said, with hope. You cry because you're going to miss their presence. You cry because you're going to miss them being around. But even as you weep, you have the blessed assurance that one day <laughs> that there's going to be a great homecoming day. One day. That, that's a shouting word right there. One day we'll be together again. One day. <laughs> so, so Paul, Paul is saying, the way I'm going to keep you from crying like folk who ain't got no hope is I'm going to give you information. 
Well, I'm going to keep you from falling all over. But I, I'm going to give you some information. Let me share some information. So Paul is writing to assure those that die. He said those that die will not be left out. He, he details it for him. He says, let, let me show you what that day is going to be like. Here it is right here. For the Lord himself. He's trying to help somebody here. For the Lord himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says that, it, yeah, yeah, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. Then he said this, and the dead in Christ. Don't you worry about them. Don't, don't worry about them that died because the dead in Christ, get this, they're going to come up first. Y'all ain't hearing me there. Yeah, 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 I, I know, I know, I know, yeah. The dead in Christ, they will arise first. And let's keep on reading. Let, let, let's keep on reading. Then, you're talking about reunion time. We which are alive <laughs> and, and remain shall be caught up together with them. The Lord the dead in Christ, then those of us who remain will be caught up with them. Now that's a reunion right there. That's, that's your great reunion. We'll be caught up together with them. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and sisters, don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad. I'm glad that this faith that I have this thing I firmly believe in. It is a religion of resurrection. Are y'all hearing me? Our whole message, every Sunday you show up, you show up so I can tell you that death ain't got no power. Every Sunday you show up so I can tell you that death is not the end. Our whole message is that it ain't over until it's over. And after that, it still ain't over. As long as there is a God who rules earth and heaven. And because of what Jesus did, Jesus conquered, uh, he conquered death, yeah. And he conquered the grave. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. And then the word closes. Uh, he says, Don't cry. Yeah. Because we uh, shall forever uh, be with the Lord. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. Don't know about anybody else. But I'm glad. I'm glad that I have a blessed hope. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. The Bible, it declares that hope, yes, will always be around. After tongues have ceased, after knowledge has vanished away, there will still be hope. And now abide it, faith, hope, love, these three, yes, these everlasting, these everlasting uh, traveling buddies, yeah. Your love uh, is the greatest, yeah. But without hope, yeah, 
Love loses its meaning, yeah. Without hope, faith is empty, yeah. Hope, my brothers and sisters, uh, is the anchor, yeah, of the soul, yeah. Hope, yes, uh, it settles us uh, in the midst of our storms, yeah. Hope, yes, uh, it holds us uh, when we ought to be falling down. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Hope uh, is what keeps you moving forward uh, when the wind uh, is in your face. Uh, don't know about anybody else, uh, but I thank God. Uh, I thank God uh, for the hope uh, that I have uh, in Jesus. Uh, don't know about anybody else. Uh, but the choir already said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust a sweeter frame. Oh, lean on Jesus' name. Yes, when he shall come in trumpet sound, Oh, may I then in him be found wrapped in his righteousness alone faultless to stand before the throne on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. No other ground, all other ground is sinking sand. Let me give you one more. And Lord, and Lord, haste today when faith shall be sight, when the cloud be rolled back like a scroll, the trumpet it will sound, and the Lord will come down. But that's all right. Because it's well, it's well with my soul. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, and let's get ready. Let's go on and get ready for the invitation. There's another line that says, My sins, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sins not in part, but the whole. Where are my sins? What happened to my sins? They are nailed to a cross. And uh, I bear them no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Yes. Yes. It's well. It's well. Ah, yes. Oh, my brothers and sisters. Oh, go on and bless the Lord up in here. Go on and, go on and bless him. 
Go on and bless it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Yellow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. Come on, come on. Oh, come on. Go, go, go back to proper spring with me. When all God's children get together, oh, what a time, what a time, what a time. Oh, we're gonna sit down by the banks of the river. What a time Yes, what a time Oh, when all God's children get together Oh yeah, what a time What a time What a time Oh, we're gonna sit down by the banks of the river. Oh, what a time, what a time, oh, what a time. Oh, when mothers and daughters get together. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, what a time, what a time, what a time. Oh, we're going to sit down by the banks of the river. What a time, what a time, what a time. Oh, what a time, what a time, what a time. Oh, what a time. What a time, what a time. Oh, we're gonna sit down by the banks of the river. What a time, yeah. What a time, yeah, yeah, yeah. When all God's children get together, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what a time, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a time. Oh, we're going to sit down by the banks of the river. What a time, oh, what a time. Yeah. I will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God 
has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You want to be a part of this reunion. You need to accept him as Lord and Savior of you. This ain't nothing right here. <laughs> Amen. You want to be a part of this reunion. Today, you need to give your life to him. If you're unsaved, if you're unsaved, you ought to be moving right now. If you're already saved, then just don't have a home. Don't have a covering. You need to be moving right now. The door is open. The opportunity is here. If you're unsaved, you ought to be moving. If you're already saved and don't have a church covering, Jesus, keep me near the cross. That's where it all starts. Keep me near the cross. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Why the cross? Why the cross? Because there is a precious fountain. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about the fountain. Let me tell you about the fountain. It's free. Free to all. A healing stream that that flows. Flows. Calvary's mountain. 